Here we go. Everybody. Welcome back to another episode of More Than The Title. I'm your host as always, Jared Thomas, <laughs> Chief Revenue Officer at Outside The Box Digital. And we're going to have a good time today. It's a special, special episode. Shout out to my co-host, my brother, my partner, my cousin. Double salute. Chatty yo, CEO, <laughs> your favorite CEO, CEO. What's good, baby? Oh, man. You know the motto, man. If it ain't bright, it just ain't right, man. Black just is saying. so boring. It ain't just your markets. It ain't right, baby. You see the headphones, man. Got to add the color. You got to add color to it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And shout out to all the fans. Thank yeah. you for all the subscribers. If you aren't subscribed, please go to the YouTube page. Subscribe to get more content. Also, shout out to our partners at the Live Podcast Network. If yes. you're looking for more content similar to more than the title from black creators, yes. please go download the app to support. Shout out to Angel and the team. Yes. And before we begin... Wait, 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 wait. And, and, say, and make sure we say this we, we like to give a special thanks to all the guests that have come on before Absolutely. this show we like to give a, a very special thanks to you guys and, and to let you guys know the supporters that it's because of the guests that have been so abundant to come on the show and because of the fan support we are charting on apple and constantly going lower and lower so thank you uh we truly appreciate that's you guys it. that's it we need a horn baby we need where my horns at baby let's go let's go baby where my horns and before we begin and get away our special guests we're gonna have yeah. a great time it is my brother's birthday, so I gotta do this. Happy birthday, homie. For me? Yeah. Happy birthday, homeboy. For me? Yeah. Make a wish. It ain't gonna be the, <laughs> gonna go to the truth. Let me make my wish. <laughs> Let me make my wish, man. Leo Gang. Leo oh, Gang, man. Leo Gang. I love you, bro, man. I'm, 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 once again, you know, I'm, I ain't going to get gooey on you, but I yeah. love you, bro. I'm, yes, I'm glad and honored to be on this journey with you. You know what I'm saying? We know we ride until the wheels fall off. So let's do it, baby. anybody, I'm glad it's you, bro. I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? An but an let's... Another lap around the sun. We made it, baby. Yeah, that's what it's about, man. That's yeah. love right there. That's yes, sir. It, brother. But, bro, man, we've we got it. a special guest, man. Let's get into yeah. this intro. Mm -hmm. So this special guest we got right here is a part of Narrative, which is an advertising agency based in New York that's responsible for the social, um, special McDonald's trades of Sweetie, Cactus Plant Flea Market, Mariah Carey, BTS, and Travis Scott, as well as executing the annual McDonald's All-American game featuring the top 48 high school basketball players. He also previously worked at Momentum Worldwide, creating events for clients at major cultural events like the Super Bowl, the mm. NBA Draft, mm. Taste of Colorado, the mm. New York Auto Show, and more. You know what mm. I mean? And at his core, he's an advocate for the youth, the community growth, and cultural impact. He's a man of faith, family, and community. He's a Dallas native who's currently in, B in BK, but now he moved to DC. We're going to get into it. Introduce We got to bring him back. Warm welcome. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, Marcus Gilmore, baby. What's good? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Man, at bro. least he got on the right hat. Hey, I, I'm always, <laughs> listen, I, when you, well, first off, I'm a baldy, so you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to my, my ball brothers out there, but the fit game, the fitted game in New York is it's top tier. And when I saw this one with the apple, I was like, oh that Wait, we lost audio for a second. We, we lost you, Marcus. He's muted. Uh, can we unmute your mic, Marcus? Your mic's muted. Let me see if we can unmute him. Yeah, it says we can't unmute it. Might be something. There you go. There we go. go. He's back. There we go. There you go. All right. Now I yep. can hear you. Can you hear us? Uh-uh. 
Oh no, my friend. Not technical difficulties on my birthday. I'm gonna be right back. <laughs> all right, cool, cool, all right, cool, cool, all right. cool, cool, all right. cool, cool. Well, listen, man. You know, Marcus, Marcus. Let, first of all, school's in session. Yeah, you know I'm saying we about to get y'all a show today, y'all. Because about to that show. His accolades are crazy. You understand Ridiculous. what I'm saying? And um, to to say he can name drop is is a is a minor statement. Like with all of those celebrities under the belt and uh, all of those things under the belt, that's huge. Huge. Yeah, yeah, you yes, back, sir. baby. You can yeah, I can hear you. I'm good. We good. I, I ain't gonna say nothing, but that's that Dallas internet. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Nah, I hope, hope that don't yeah. happen again. Uh, yeah. but no, I, I appreciate you all having me here on the show. Yeah, uh, man. It, it's a pleasure. Uh, one to always uh, share my story in the advertising marketing industry and my journey overall, but also um, just connect with brothers, man, and and how and support you on your journey as you all are supporting me on mine. Um, and so it's definitely I'm appreciative of the platform in general, bro. We appreciate, appreciate you. Yeah, we absolutely appreciate, appreciate you. you, man. It's all about this platform is for us, man, to tell the stories of people that like I would have never known you existed. There's a brother on my block right now. It's like, man, there's a brother that looks like me that's doing and working with these big clients and yeah. doing amazing work. And this is what it's about, bro. So yeah. we appreciate you. and We appreciate everything you've done in your career. And let, let's start off from the beginning, baby. Let's yeah. what about your upbringing, man. Tell us about your, your upbringing, how you got into the industry and we'll take it from there. Yeah, man. So I grew up in Dallas, Texas, um, uh, specifically like the DeSoto era, uh, area where, um, you know, Von Miller, Earl Spence Jr. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But um, and, and many other greats that have came out of that city and the city of Dallas uh, grew up there um, and, you know, played basketball at Duncanville High School, uh, went on to win a state championship, then went off to college at the University of North Texas, uh, where I worked in television media. And uh, man, it was a great start there in college. Like I kind of grounded myself. I'm a six year uh, undergraduate, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like I didn't do the four year, like most people uh, did the six years. But during that time, I um, really transformed campus. I, from doing events to, uh, I was in a business fraternity on campus. Uh, mm. so I really transformed really how people took on professionalism in college. Mm. Um, and I'm responsible for a lot of people from internships and things like that. Uh, had my own radio show in college as well. So, man, I was putting in the work super early. Um, but the biggest thing I give my nod to is how the church I went to, I worked in the media the media section of my church. So, and served there uh, since starting at eight years old, man. I was pulling cords. We were on TV and radio. So I was pulling cords, filming, um, doing a lot of the audio for the entire service um, at the age of 10, 11, 12. Uh, all the way up to I was 17 going off to college. So uh, a big part of my journey started there into my mentors at, at my church. That's wow. fire, man. Wow. Shout out to that. What, what wow. gave you, what, what made you want to do that at church, bro? What made you want to actually well, do the media? Man, truthfully, it was uh, the, all the young guys that were at my church, they were older than me. They were in high school. They were always in suits. They looked fly. Um, and my mentor, who is still my mentor today, Ed Brown, he is the one who paved the way. He liked he owned a foreign uh, car auto shop in Oak Cliff, which is like unheard of. So the Benzes, the Rolls Royce, all that, mm. like they had to come to him to get their car fixed. Um, but he ran that entire shop and his son, who is um, one of the most pivotal kind of engineers in the city of Dallas, uh, contributes to kind of the rail system there. He, they were together all the time and I just was inspired there. And he would always wow. like, coach me every Sunday, like, making sure I'm prepared for the world. And that was what that 
that moment was. It was less about, it's not less, not only to the part of contributing to the church, but as well as like preparing me for manhood, um, yeah. always being sharp. Like he would be like, oh, if you don't have a suit, you can't serve today. You can't, you can't be, mm. you got to go to the usher board or you got to go sit somewhere else. But if you want to be on camera, if you want to be behind the camera, you must be in a suit, you must be in a shirt and tie. So all those guys, we all followed that. Um, and so shout out to Brother Ed Brown. Like that's um, anytime I'm in Dallas, I make sure I call him or at least go by and see him. So shout out to Brother yeah, Brown. Yeah. So we 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 could we could effectively give him the credit as being your first mentor, technically, right? Without yeah. without you even realizing it, he was he no. provided a mentorship for you, right? Yep. He's a hundred percent one of my first mentors, and and there's some other guys like during the summertime, like most people. Uh, you know, I go to the local rec center. My mom dropped me off and uh, I was at basketball camp like all day. And so the guys that were there, uh, a guy named Mark Tolliver, uh, Headache, who uh, he has actually a Netflix special. Uh, these guys were in instrumental into like manhood, being in the neighborhood, um, growth overall as a man, as a black man. Uh, and then 100 percent goes to my father, who definitely is the first mentor for me um, since, since birth. Absolutely, man. But shout, shout out to, what I got from that, bro. Shout out to the brothers that that were willing to do that, right? Because not in every neighborhood and not in every space there is people to like that. You know what I'm saying? That's a big reason why we wanted to start this show, bro. Not everybody has that hand, and we still got to be able to give that out. So the fact that you had that, bro, and seeing how pivotal it was in your life and how yep. successful you become as a result of these mentors, bro, it's just kudos to everybody. It yeah. takes a village, y'all. Yeah. It takes but, a village. But but kudos to him too because. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you have a mentor if you're not ready to accept what the Facts. mentor is saying. You understand what I'm saying? If you're not receiving, you can't. And I, I right today in my time, like if I go to the court, if I go pop out to the court and it's a little kid, like I'll connect with them. And it may not be an exchange of like more than just like, hey, here's a, a key to the basketball or like just small things like, hey, do you know how many dots are on the basketball? If you don't know that answer, which I don't remember, but you'll know that answer. It's a challenge to their mindset to think about everything in your life and every moment and every step you have every single day. Like mm. it, it's so important to be paying attention huge. to details, Fact. especially as a black. Fact. Shout out to anybody in the listeners who knows how many dots are on the basketball. Put it in the chat because well, that's insane. Listen, I'm not gonna say <laughs> I'm nothing. Baller. I'm not gonna say nothing because I was gonna throw your ass under the bus. Like Jared, <laughs> Jared is a baller, and he he lets everybody know that he's a baller. So I'm gonna say, Jared, how many dots are on the basketball, Jared? I can tell you how many. Threes <laughs> I hit that game. No, I'll light your ass up. <laughs> Yo, got a strap on me. You know what I'm saying? Me yeah. and crazy. Like, <laughs> you know, I stay so, so let me ask you a question now. So you started and, and it's very, um, I want to emphasize what you said also that you got your start in the church because a lot of celebrities and very influential people, singers, songwriters and everything, attribute their start to the church, 100%. right? And the foundation that the church, you know, provides to you with the structure and the meetings and stuff like that. So, you know, um, I, I want to give a kudos to, you know, whatever church you went to for providing that structure and the ability for, remember, you're eight years old and you're doing technically a job that somebody more advanced should be doing. They right. allowed you to do that job and learn. So yep. kudos to the church for even giving you the opportunity and not saying, hey, you're too young. Come back when you're 12, 13, because, you know, that can happen very quickly and with is, adults. It right? killed your confidence. It could have killed, killed your confidence. confidence. It could yeah, have. Absolutely. I yeah. think that's why I, I give a nod to only my mentor, but also the guys around me, those older guys who were 16, 17, they look like grown men to me. But at that time, they would just be like, 
oh, Marcus, come on, you know, like help me pull the cords. Like this is the time where the camera, they could take it off the stand and walk around it, but it has a cord on the back. Now today, you, of course, everything is like digital in some kind of right. way. But then I'm responsible, learning that I'm just that key to them being successful when they're filming is making sure they have enough slack with the cord. And it's every time they move, I move like right. and I'm down on the ground at church. Like I'm serving so low that when it's time to rise and invisible and anything like that, I don't um, I, it's, it's part of my nature and I'm not too concerned with it. I'm serve low. I can serve high. And if you need me to serve low again, I can. And I take that as part of my life as well. And I think goes back to my career when we, when we talk, talk about that too, next. Fire, bro. You see what he said? He said, I started low and I worked my way up. That's what he said, right? I wasn't given the top spot, right? I wasn't spoon fed. I was mentored. I started low and I worked my way up. And then now that I'm able to do that, you already said again, I can do it again. Uh You heard what he said? Yeah. I can do it again. I can start low and build back up again. That's huge. And that's huge. <laughs> that's huge. And, and this is, and I'll tell this story too. Like, yeah. After college, I graduated college. Um, during that time, I started interning for a guy named Tom Joyner. If you don't know, check your stats, check your history books. That is yeah. the yeah. legend. Yeah, he's the legend. Um, he's the legend. legend. Yeah. Um, and his uh, son brought me on to work for his foundation uh, in Dallas, and I worked for his uh, historically black foundation where he would help HBCUs, raise donations. Uh, but I came in to, I served as an intern, but then brought on full-time after college. And then during that time, I was his first kind of digital media social team. Now, when you get out of school, you want a bag. Everybody does. But the direction I went was nonprofit. But at the same time, the exposure was Tom Joyner. Like right. I'm, in the, I'm in the room with Tom Joyner. Ricky Smiley, Sybil Wilkes, then all the celebrities that come in, Erica Badu, Robin Thicke, um, it, like they're coming right. into the room and all I'm doing, I'm, and it sounds bigger now than I think about it, but I'm shooting content with them. I'm writing scripts, I film it, I go back to the room, I edit, put it on social, run ads, and all these things that his son allowed me to do with, with oversight, but he would like, just try, like whatever you come up with, just try it. And that's what I did and I helped Wow. Him. wow. Um, uh, close to $2 million in donations just through social and campaign wow. during that time from 2015 uh, all the way to 2017, 2014 to 2017, like for HBCUs, like fire, you, you know wow. what I mean? Like, and again, that's, that's starting low and building up. And um, another turn to the story is like in 2017, I got an opportunity to be a part of an advertising program, which means I quit my job, full-time job, and I joined an apprenticeship where it's eight months. I don't know if a job is going to come out of this, but my dad, during, the, during this time, my parents, and they, I say this all the time, they'll be like, oh, I don't know if that story is true, but they questioned if I should do it. And I told them, listen, like, this is part of the, the journey. So to leave at 27 when I'm supposed to be doing whatever the supposed to be is for society, I change directions and go moved to New York, go to Crown Heights and turn up and work for an apprenticeship. Like that is, that's start, that's, that's serving. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta, right. you gotta have a certain type of mindset to think, to work through that. And I did, you know what I mean? And I, right. I appreciate that journey so much. 
Now, that's so that's super dope for you. First of all, like to be a young brother to identify the opportunity because once you like you said, man, we looking for the bag straight out of college. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I was doing BBQ, Starbucks, I was doing all types of shit, and somebody said, "Yo, you want to do sales for 40k?" I said, "Hell yeah!" Yeah, <laughs> you know and I was it was a wrap from there, bro. But for you to see that opportunity and know what it's going to do long term, and for them to give you that opportunity is insane, brother. And, I, and I'm curious, bro, what was the most difficult? situation you had while you was doing while you was dealing with that like what was one of the things that you was like i'm a young brother i had to overcome and i had to just figure it out what was one of those moments hey it's the ego it's checking the ego at the door mm. um because again remember yourself at 27 and know that like all right all the homies they got they they got the 401k they probably have their first kid they're probably trying to get to the first crib you know what i'm saying like they may do the duplex and things like that and I'm looking to the left and the right, which is that's the ego is like, dang, I ain't doing that. What I'm going to do or and knowing like, no, I'm going to New York. I got a roommate. Don't matter. Like me and him are great friends now, but it doesn't matter if that's the path. And as I'm on this path, even if I look to the left or the right, not to get distracted and check your ego like, yo, this is what God has placed you on. This is a path. So keep keep your head down. And I did, and I still am in, in some kind of capacity, but like that is the thing that I had to check is my ego and not letting that make me turn back around and be like, you know what, I'm gonna go get another gig where I can make whatever, 60K yeah, right. so feel better for a short period of time. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Um, yeah. So let me ask you a question, because you, you brought up the homies, right? Yeah. So when you, when you grew up and you transitioned into college, did you, did you have a big circle? You know, because now that you're doing the things that you're doing, it's very easy um, for you to have that support if everybody's kind of doing the same thing, right? Everybody's doing the same thing. So, yeah. you know, when, when you went to college and you started to do these things, um, what was your circle like, right? Because yeah. if it was only one or two people, then that's different. If it's a bunch of people, then you can have that mixy, that mixy vibe where it's like it can pull you in five different directions. Man, I, I'm going to say this. I'll take your question right. and, and break it down like this. Right. Like, mm -hmm. At a high school, like I went to a big high school, Duncanville High School is, I mean, your top top three, top five draft pick just came out of there, Anthony Black, he, he went to Duncanville. Um, it's a lot of the guys that are on the scene right now, basketball wise. My school had 6,000 people. So like, my, I know a lot of people. I went to University of North Texas, like my circle grew. Then my core grew a little bit. Now after college, my core shrunk back down Mm. Right. Then I moved to New York. It's well, I threw parties in Dallas, so it grew back again. And then when I moved, it shrunk back down. And so now it's at a stable place where the guys that are around me and that I have constant uh, um, communication with, right, we are either on the same path or they're good for my. I'm I val I put value into their life. They put value into mine. Like when I go home to Dallas. I hang out with as many people as I can, but the value exchange has to be equal or we're contributing to each other. It doesn't have to be equal, but I have to be in the right places. And I'm nice. focused on that. Um, and it, that's just life. My dad told me when I was like 15, he's like, yeah, the people that you're around now, they probably won't be around later. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. This, these are, these are my, these are the bros. What you mean? This, <laughs> this is Jermaine. You know what me and Jermaine done went through? Right. This dog skin Jermaine. Right. <laughs> But I think too, like as a man, you you grow and then you come back. I got homies that from high school and college, like we starting to come back and we we have conversations. 
our conversations have elevated. And now mm -hmm. that allows me to build my circle to, uh, to grow again because I need it. I need the community. Um, and you see that, especially after the pandemic, you realize what your community, how valuable they are. Like, just because I know you when we go out, no, I need, how are we contributing to each other all the time? Are we talking about business? Are we talking about family, growing yeah. money? Like, if we're not having those conversations, we, you know, we don't see the same thing. We're not on the same, we don't have the same vision. And that's okay. Like, that's, nah. that's what it's like, you know? Yeah, man. That's yeah. real, bro. Yeah, and I'm curious too, because like, like, like you said, you moved to New York, bro. Something yeah. that I battled with early in my career is being a 21. You seem like an authentic dude, right? Yeah. I'm hip hop, I'm culture, I'm street, I'm all the above, right? And I'm also a professional, right? When yeah. I got into the to the to the tech game, it was culture shock, bro. I'm like, I got the baggy slacks on, the baggy shirt, braids down my back, fam. I don't know what's going on, but I'm selling shit like hotcakes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering for you, what was that shift like for you? And how did you deal with that as far as dealing with playing the game versus being your authentic self and still being able to rise? Man, this go back to Ed Brown. Like, Ed Brown is an OG. And again, I, I can put on somebody turning up out there. I That's why I'm like, word. <laughs> That's my bad. Andrew is real. Like, it is about being flexible. It's being adaptable. Like, in the advertising industry, like, I... There was a pivotal moment and it, it happened actually in um, in 2021 where I kind of shifted a little bit more. But I'll, I'll talk about this like I I can change. Right. Like I, if you want me, if we got to go to the gala, I'm ready for the gala. If we go into the park, I go. You know what I'm saying? Like I got fit for the park and I can still have the same communication. And it's about being able, being able to switch. And it's not code switching. I'm still going to talk the same. But now I know how to adapt to every single room and. I'm learning more like this move to D.C. is going to push me to adapt to a political scene. Like when I step out the door here in D.C., there is, is tech is, is politics. So I need yeah. to prepare, which in the mornings, instead of listening to or some random podcast, I need to know the news. I need to know what exactly is happening. So when I get into the happy hour or I go to an event, I'm part of the conversation and I'm not like, oh, no, I don't have a, a point of view on that. Yeah. You, can't, you can't be that way. You have to be adaptable. You have to be able to shift when the environment shifts. Message. Yeah. And I'm saying that's a real one. Because, yo, for all my people listening, that's what you, you have to be a chameleon, y'all. Yep. Right? It's not changing who about changing who you are. Like you said, if you go to the gal, I got my three piece on. If I'm going to the office, I know how to act. You got to know how to interact with your coworkers, how to lead across functional teams, right? Yep. Different facets of the business you have to understand that and it's not about leaving who you are but it's about being able to adapt in those situations i'm glad you said that bro yeah a hundred percent man yeah. and that's what it's being being able to do that that's real yeah you know that let me ask you this and and i know this is a very very like sore spot for people yeah you know change is extremely difficult now i've noticed in our conversation that you say you've moved repeatedly yeah. And you've said it like, no problem. Do you know how hard it is for people to change? So now you already established in New York and now to uproot again and now go to Dallas. Right. So, you know, what's going through your mind? I know I know you you're at the point where mentally you can understand that I'm going to take on a new role. I might start a little low and I can grow. But still, how is the change weighing on you to say I'm still moving to a new city technically? Right to get used to a new climate and things of that nature. What's your mind state, um, you know, when you're going through that? So um, 
just for correction and just so everybody is aware, I'm from okay. Dallas, moved to New York, then New York to DC. So, oh, New York to DC. I'm so, right. New York yeah, to DC. Yeah. Right. New York uh, to DC. Right. Right. We got it. We should have put the clip in here of um, what is it? What is that show? What's the movie? Um, so we'll get it right now. Our production team is right on. now. Fast, <laughs> fast. Look, look. So as soon as you, so, so you spit it out, it might come up on the screen. Oh, pause, 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 pause. 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 Right. I said pause, nigga. He yeah, said, as soon as it come out, I'm spitting it up on the screen. Oh, no, I, I didn't say spit it up on the screen. <laughs> this is perfect. He ain't going to live. Uh, who was with yeah. Cameron and um, Payton Fool? And Payton Fool, he's like, DC is it. DC is it. Right. right. Um, so from a mindset standpoint, like I built a dope community in New York, man. Like right. from the advertising scene to the, um, to the sports brand partnership, I work in brand partnerships. And then also like I get in the mix too with uh, a lot of the music events um, that the homies were hosting. So I would be there and I would shoot content. Like I capture content and, and share it. I'm really heavy on the reels. Okay. Um, so from a mindset standpoint, like there's things that when I moved moved the the second time like there are things that I have to have around me to make sure that I'm mentally prepared for this new move um and one specific in a couple things and these are things that I must have from a peace standpoint like the basketball court has to be nearby like Mm, okay even if I'm not like hooping hard it's I got to go out and shoot 50 free throws or just make 50 jumpers because mentally like that allows me to I don't know what it is. It's just right. being trained as an athlete to be able to do those kind of things. Um, and also just, I look for peace in the place. So DC is unique. I've ne- I've been here a few times, but it took me a minute to get acclimated and I still am. It's only been right. two months close to, uh, it's about to be three next month right. in September. Right. So this in September, I'm getting out. Like actually this weekend, I'm gonna start getting out a little bit, get into the mix. I'll go out and one thing about being able to adapt, I don't have a problem starting a conversation. We need to have, I know how to introduce myself. I know how to talk about anything really. And that's being adaptable, like knowing enough about enough to be ready for any moment. You know what I mean? So that's the mindset. It's like, am I scared? Am I nervous? I'm not scared. I'm more like just hesitant a little bit, but God has protected me and he's brought me this far. Like, Heavy in the faith. Heavy in the faith. Now, ain't you going to be down there in D.C. too soon? Next week. Next week. All right, so y'all got to link up. Marcus, I'm I'm about to to tell you, like, listen, we getting on the jet uh, in, like, a week and a half, and we coming down to D.C. for dear summer. So I'm going to hit you up. Listen, I'm not not a ball player, but I got a a good pickup game. Don't let Jared gas you up. I got a good (laughs) pickup. We could go to L.A. Fitness and and put something on. You know what I mean? (laughs) We on outside courts to to wintertime, man. We on. Okay, hey, I ain't nothing wrong with that. Yo, no, you know, you know, you know, nothing about the asphalt. You know, the reason <laughs> the reason I asked that is because coming from Dallas is culture A. Moving to New York is completely different from Dallas, right? Yep. Now, although DC is close to New York, they have their own identity. Totally, it's different. another different world. So that's what you know what I mean. That that yeah. culture difference is like it, it, it's a hundred percent a culture difference. Yeah. One thing that I credit New York to is like every time you step out the door, your fit better be ready. (laughs) But at the same time, what I learned too is like, and I I give a nod to Jared, you from, you born and raised in New York? Born and raised in the Bronx. Bronx, Bronx, baby. What I give a credit to is like, 
when you walk out the door, your mind has to be, you got to be locked in. Like yeah. you're moving, you get on the train, you got to be aware. Like, and that taught me that hustle. So I understand now why New Yorkers, why people are intimidated by New Yorkers, but I also see why New Yorkers move the way they do. Cause as soon as you step out the door, you got to be, and not ready for danger, but just ready for every single thing you got to be tracking. And like, yeah, that's what I learned. I, the hustle mentality, the way to talk and, and adapt and um, the way to talk and move. I got that in New York, like Dallas, we pulling up, we move it, we swing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> we, drive faster, we drive faster in Dallas than they right. do in New York. But I also learned, I love the culture of just hanging out on the street. We sit on the stoop. I stayed in Best Eye so I could sit on the stoop on Thursday and like kick it and say what's up to the neighbors. And, you know, going to the park, Fort Greene, we pull right. up, hanging out. We yeah. go to the games. Like, I'm up at a Yankee game. I'm at a New York Knicks game. Like, yeah. Yeah. that's a different type of energy. Now, in D.C., I, I'm going to explore that, right? Like, so that's what I'm saying. It Understanding how everybody else moves. It's Is it more political or is it more marketing tech? Like, understanding that, I'm excited to to embrace that journey. Like, uh, it, it's part of who I am. And right. I know. I don't fear it again. I'm protected in that way. Like he ready. I, yeah, I'm ready. I'm he ready. ready. Yeah, and then do Rico. You're gonna go down yeah. and do the cam, man. Take yeah. over DC, baby. Yeah. 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 But I, I'm curious too, bro. Yeah. Like I used to, I don't know if I, I, I told you this, bro, but I used to work for Con Lines. Yeah. Yeah, I used to work for them. So one of my clients was like like WPP, uh yeah. Densu and all that. So like momentum is huge. Yeah. One of the bigger agencies. And like, how did you get that opportunity? And, and maybe tell us, you know, after that, like what are the one of the biggest campaigns or one of the one of the biggest moments that you've had working at such a you know accredited agency man and so uh after the program i went through which is called ad fellows uh so anyone listening that if you have uh if you're a rising creative or looking to get into the advertising industry look at, at the ad fellows program they have amazing partners i did that for eight months and uh momentum was my last rotation so you go to eat you go to four agencies or companies for um six to eight weeks and so momentum was my last agency and when i got there the first project was opening day for the mets i said oh i'm sold we here <laughs> and let me tell you why yeah. why it was important is because like not opening day where i walked through the regular gate no i got a vip entrance i'm working with special winners that have won through um my client at that time was verizon they had won through the app so i started to learn how brands would use sports sponsorships to push their um, their sales or get people to, to yeah. become brand fans. Right. And um, so that's that was it. We had like these club seats, I'm like, oh, bet we get to sign autographs. I get to meet the players and all that. So after that, um, the end of my rotation, I applied for momentum. I did not have to do an interview. I can say that now, but I didn't have to do an interview. They picked me. I picked them. And I joined a production team as a production coordinator, the lowest spot on the team. Mm-hmm. Now, I, again, I'm 28. so Back like, at the bottom. <laughs> but in my head, the ego comes back into place. Like, man, I've been doing this. Like, right. I know how to do events. But I didn't know how to – what I didn't realize is at that time, I didn't know how to do it from a large brand perspective. Yeah. Mm. And connect and say I work for Verizon, like I work on Verizon activations. You better be t- like you better be tight with it because Verizon's a big brand, so everybody knows about them. So uh, that opportunity of momentum and the team there and that production team gave me. I worked on uh, Major League Soccer, NFL, NBA, 
um, and was there for three years, man, and moved up the ranks in the production team uh, and got to associate producer where I worked on the Super Bowl in Miami. Ooh, Imagine nice. staying in Miami for two weeks, like, and building an entire um, dome, basically an NFL dome, and, and Verizon was pushing 5G at this time. So, like, that 5G stuff, like, everybody wanted to know what was going on, and I get to build an experience around that. And again, it's the same kid, you know what I'm saying? Like pulling cords at church at eight years old now has made it to doing an, an activation at Super Bowl. And um, wow. you know, it's definitely a blessing and uh, definitely a shout out to Momentum. They they know I love them over there. So I uh, always Fire. show them. Yeah. 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 Wow. Which one of those, though, out of all of those, which one? Like even the opening day sounds fire, but which one of those that you had to really pinch yourself and be like, "Damn, this is I'm my going job." Su- I'm going Super Bowl. Cause my job, sh- my my experience was not like that. But- I'm going. I'm going. I'm, just, yeah, I'm going Super Bowl. I'm going Super Bowl, but I'm also going to say like it's it, it Super Bowl from a, a branding standpoint. Like that is the biggest one. I think it was a moment potentially, probably at um, because we had NFL partnerships. I would go to, I traveled to three stadiums in two months, putting up the activation, making sure it's ready to go for opening day, like uh, mm. for a, um, NFL kickoff, right? Okay. So NFL kickoff is like September 10th. So imagine flying to three cities, boom, I'm in a stadium. I'm there early in the morning, like getting things together. Boom, I'm out to the city, the next city doing the exact same thing, right. get set up like, and again, pushing, putting together a product that the world is ready to see, which is 5G at this time. like. Being able to do that, that is that pinch myself moments like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. operating at a high clip, like and then your the and then being able to see that and be able to ground yourself and still, you know, you gotta get it done, but like realizing you're moving at a clip that you didn't realize you had in you. And so I mm-hmm. definitely from a, an experience standpoint, that but definitely super bowl we up man i got to see russell wilson in that's what that's what i'm saying man man. like come on that's that's crazy listen yeah they super bowl sundays is is it is it hold on is it a national is it is it it a national holiday like holiday for sure american like yeah like it's crazy like it's hard to beat that man it's hard hard to beat that and i think that um yeah it was it was an opportunity and when i I got to a point where it definitely hit that that moment of it was time to move on. And right. um, I realized in that moment, I knew I needed to shift right. because I learned a lot of stuff about experience or production and sponsorships right. and executing them. So imagine that there's steps one through 10 experiential is in the execution of it is steps eight through 10 or right. seven through yeah. 10. Gotcha. I didn't know what was one through seven. So now I'm on the account side here at this agency. We are social, the narrative group, and uh, I'm on the account side. So I started number one. We get the brief. I brief the team. I get, I'm building the budgets, like working with everybody. And I still get to work on the creative side of the experience. But right. now I know one through seven, client management, uh, across team management, internal, external. Yeah, project management. Oh, watch this. Stuff. Watch this. So you know, I like to I like to do this all the time. So, what's your degree in, Marcus? My degree is radio, television, and film. Right. So now, did they teach you in college anything <laughs> that you're doing to work right now? Right. Like no. Right. In the six years that you dedicated. No. In the six years I dedicated. Right. In the six years that you dedicated to learning to no, get that stamp. You know what I mean? Oh, no, you know what? I think that that. I don't, from a 
what I'm doing now, no. What right. I picked up along the way in right. some ways, yeah. Right. Uh, but I actually just completed my master's program from uh, the University of Alabama. Oh, congratulations. I'm saying that. Congratulations. And so that that uh, degree definitely is marketing focus, business right. analytics, uh, uh, international product development. So still is adding to the wheel. I'm gonna be crazy in like three years. Wow. Listen, <laughs> listen, hold on, look. You know, you know what I need. Right? I need. I needed that that voice sample where Kanye's like, "Man, my dad was so crazy with degrees. He took my degrees." <laughs> <laughs> like. You know, like uh, going back to the Can Lions, like last year yeah. was my first time going. I went to Can Lions in 2022 with um, through a program called Can, uh, Can Diversity Collective. And mm. it's to take rising um, talent, black talent and multicultural talent to um, to Can and experience Can in France and get to be a part of that advertising industry. Uh, that moment made me become increase my phone book, my Rolodex to become international, like to have one that is like New York based. That's one, you know, like, oh, I got people in New York, L.A., like Atlanta. A lot of people can't say that. But then being able to say, no, I'm resourceful. We can go to South Africa. We can go to London. We can go to Paris right now today. And I got numbers I can call and tap in with and that can Lions opportunity and through can can diversity collective. Right. definitely was that opportunity to to be there and i went there to be an intern so i went and i would just go and help people come into the space and then i actually did have to do a creative project for procter and gamble mm. and mm. that was my way but i knew i needed to get there so right. whatever way i needed to get there i was going to apply i was going to do a video i got in uh so to those listening again can can diversity collective applications open in January for for December so you could go to can in May or June of 2024 right. look up the program it is definitely and you know what we know we're going to take it a step further and we're going to do the research and uh, morning the title is going to supply that link for you we're going we're going to do we're yeah, going to do the research we're going to do the research and we promise you that a, a morning the title will put up that link for you guys just in case you can't find it cuz that's an amazing opportunity and we want to make it as easy as possible for you to apply you might not get it right but we want to we want to you know give it yeah. to the masses i mean it is what it is right everybody's not going to get in right don't get it. right yeah. but we want to just try to make sure uh, the the most amount of people have the opportunity to even know about it and uh, shout out to, to, to yeah. black at can and all the people right. out there shout too to yeah. that, that, yep Yes, fire. Yeah. What they what they're doing there. And yeah. shout out to Lola, shout out to Walt, shout out to Dre, all my people. Oh, you know yeah, yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah. But one thing that you said yeah. that was so important was the you your value of the relationships. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To being able to have that. And that's why I stress so much for our people, man, to mm -hmm. build their personal brand. There's yeah. nothing like like even how we met, bro. We met on LinkedIn, right? And it was yeah. two people like I see you with Walt, I see you, you, you with the home team, bro. So it's yeah. love. As soon as right. we talk, it's, that's it. Here's my number, bro. And we just link up. And 100%. it's like that to be able to tap in. We don't know where this conversation is. We're having a good time right now, but two, three yeah. years from now, yeah. I might have a bag for you or vice versa. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's how it, that's how it goes. So anybody, listen, y'all can do it. Work on your brand. Develop that. Get your relationship. Relationships are currency. Right. And, currency. And that relationship, but the, the key to it all is a follow-up game. It is a yeah. muscle. It is not a thing. It is a muscle that you have to repeatedly work on. And me and you, like, hey, Got the flyer, boom! Like I'm just messaging. Like I have to follow up. That is yeah. my. That is one of my right. superpowers is being able to follow up, come back to you, 
and give and continue to have that, uh, build that relationship. Because if I don't, if I message you one time and you never respond or I don't respond, I've lost the relationship. No, we got to keep chopping it up because that's the follow-up. Follow-up is key. That's a muscle. Absolutely. I gotta, but I got to add to that. It's not just following up. You have to have some type of value. Yeah. What, I, what yeah. I hate the most, and I'm just putting it out there, I offer people a lot of help. But what I will not do is walk this path for you. Yep. Now, I will help you. Like I said, I'll put up the link. I will not click on the link for you. You understand? I will not fill out the application for you. But it's, it's about value. So if I say, hey, Marcus, hey, we developed a relationship, right? And you're like, hey, anything I could do, and you open the door right there, right? Anything I could do to help you, my brother. Now, I'm not reaching out to you for bullshit. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I will not reach out to you because I respect your time and I respect your work ethic until I have something tangible to say, hey, Marcus, this is where I this was when you met me. This is where I am now. You can see that I've, I've, I've had some type of movement. Maybe not what I wanted, but you can see I'm working towards progressing something. And now maybe I might need a little bit of help moving forward. Uh-huh. Stop asking for empty handouts when you know that you're not putting in the work. Yeah. Because you can burn you can burn a bridge very quickly for that. Yeah. Sometimes you, can, you only get one ask. You only get one ask. Yeah, you can time. only get one ask, yeah. you know? And what's crazy, you say that, it's like, man, I have like two drafts in my email that I want to reach out to um, to, p- to pitch for a potential client, like okay. uh, for my agency. And every time I get to the email, it's like, no, this is not ready. The ask is not ready yet. Like, yeah, it is. I know that they're going to, if they open, they have to be into it right then and there in some kind of way. And it's right. like, I, I want to provide value right and i want that value brought the, uh, back to me in exchange so um you're right about that man I mean, yeah no empty handouts at all yeah bro but yeah. i'm curious now that we're talking about relationships right yeah. Yeah. What, what is one of your more valuable relationships and how have you maintained that because i'll um, to, to premise it too bro i'll give you one of my yeah. ones i had paxton baker on the show bro he's the chairman of the washington nationals he said some real shit to me he was like man i'm like how you with harry belafonte you with owners you with like how do you maintain it he was mm-hmm. like yo just be the friend that you want to have and that was one of the realest shit, you know what I mean? That he said, and I was like, and I'm curious to you, like, how do you maintain it, especially being around all these events, Super Bowl, NBA? I'm sure you met many people. So, you know, what are one of those relationships that you value, and how do you maintain? It? Um, man, so I, I think like I'll talk about my peer side, like people that are in the same space as me. It's like uh, my good friend Cal Banks, who is the one of the head producers for TDE Top Dog Entertainment, and mm-hmm. We went to high school together. We were roommates in college and he moved to LA. I was still in Dallas and I moved to New York. And that relationship starts from, from a brother standpoint, but then it moved to business and then it moved to like, yo, we in the same space. Like, hold up. Like this is fire. fire. (laughs) And that relationship, and and there's many others. And I think why I, I think about him is that we'll, we'll tap in, we'll connect it with each other, but Yo, this guy, like, and if he comes, when he does his tours with Isaiah Rashad and Ab Soul, and um, he just, he's on Dochi, like, this, that is the top producer for Top Dog Entertainment. Like, right. when he moves around, I don't, even when I go to the shows, I'm not trying to be up in his space, like, yo, I, let me get a pic with you. See? Like, I'm chilling. Yeah. Cloud chasing that. Well, no, nah, he's, he's respecting the value of the relationship. I'm respecting right. it. Even though he's a brother and, like, right we go back all the way back to high school and riding in the same car, it is still like, yo, you're in your workplace. Like 
every time if you introduce me to someone, I have a very candid conversation, but I ain't trying to sell you on nothing. Like I'm just here, I'm, I'm here supporting you. So that is a value, a relationship because it's a friend who has gotten to a place that's super, um, what do you call it? Like everybody sees him. So it's super visible relationship. Visible, yeah. But yeah. at the same time, I have to value him as like, yo, you are, you're in a space that I know a lot of people come to you, but my, our relationship goes deeper than that. So it, it's, and again, it's, it's top dog. Like this is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Hey. I'm hey. Gonna, if you go to his Instagram right now, yeah. you're going to be like, oh yeah, that, that that's one of them ones, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. A music yeah. industry icon right now, and I yeah. know that our relationship is rooted in um, over time since you know whatever 17, 19 years old to yeah. today, and it matters to be um, to respect every boundary that he has, but also know that like be honest with with someone like that, and and so it's about honesty. It's about showing up uh, no matter what uh, is going on in your life, like showing up for that person. That's it. And yeah. it goes back to what Pax said, being a friend that you want to have, right? You wouldn't want him yeah, all man. in your space talking about, yo, this is my guy yeah. right here. Yo, what's up for the cloud? I got I mean, likes on I mean, if, out. I mean, if yeah, a situation fair. requires, if you guys are drinking yes. and yes. acting silly, then yes. But yes. as he said, like, if you're in the workplace, then you have to respect that, man. For you sure. know, yeah. I think a lot of relationships, they get strained, right? Mm -hmm. Because people hold on to what you used to be back here, right? So like you said, yeah, in high school, we was in the same car. We might have dated the same chick. We not in high school no more, bro. That was 17 years ago, yep. right? You're in a different space. I'm in a different space, right? And if we don't respect each other now in the spaces that we in, you can strain that relationship because you uh -huh. still think we 17. Yeah. yeah you that understand boy, what I'm saying? That boy potted. Yeah. That boy saying, potted like, in the you day. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you got to respect. Listen, one thing, right? And me and Jared had this conversation because we do music and stuff too, right? So I was in the music business before Jared because I used to model and stuff like that. And one of the biggest conversations that I used to have with Jared before, before mm -hmm. he knew CEOs, before he could say, I know this CEO and this is in my blacklist, right? When I'm like, yo, I know, I know Benzino and I know this when I'm in this studio and I'm sitting, I'm going out of town with Merton and I know all these people on first name basis. He used to be like, yo, why you don't do this and why you do that? I'm like, mm -mm, that's not our relationship. Yeah. Our yeah. relationship is they love me because I don't do that. Yep. Right. Because you got to understand that when you're not around, they get bombarded. Yeah. Like you said, that's top dog. He yeah. can go anywhere and get bombarded. So after a while, the celebrityism becomes a nuance. Yeah. Yep. It becomes a nuance. Like you're at dinner with your lady or your family. You can't breathe. You, you're shopping with your kid. And people are so excited that they don't respect that personal boundary. Right. Nope. So now when they're looking for their closest friends to understand because you're not the, the fan, even though you can be and yeah. you don't understand, it hits even worse. Yeah, it does. That's great. That's the point right there for sure. Yeah, you know what points, I mean. Bro. So yeah, but I'm also curious, bro. I yeah. want to talk about your work, bro, because um, okay. like I said, bringing like being around like TD, the, the culture, the co mm -hmm. you are the culture, but we are culture, all three yep. of us, right? And sometimes getting those ideas and letting brands know how impactful the culture is to do these some sort of collaboration. I'm curious, yeah. like, how did the Sweetie Cup thing and yep. all those collaborations come about? Right? How did you pitch that to the brand? Yeah, so um, and we are social. We are social. The narrative group, like um, McDonald's, we work on McDonald's partnerships and experiential. Uh, we're their agency of record there, so we do a lot. Mm -hmm. We do pretty much everything. Uh, so specifically, I did not work on Sweetie or Travis Scott um, at that time because I wasn't at the agency. But gotcha. I definitely was around for Mariah Carey, 
uh, Cactus Plant Flea Market uh, was part of um, some of the social content that went out in support of that campaign. But here's the thing, like, and this is why it's super valuable to have conversations like this is when I am presenting or when I like look at a deck or have to um, go to the client, uh, I'm always camera on or I'm in person. I always I let my ideas flow with my creative team or the teams we're partnering with because I am of the culture in the audience that dictates a lot of what's going on. It's not about a race. It's about what I have uh, built over time, like from a music, right. from an art, from a fashion yep. standpoint, like I, that is part of my lifestyle. And so like, it's important for me to carry that over into my conversations at work right. and being able to say, when I look at a pitch deck, all right, we're missing, change the background image or we're missing like our why here or um, no, I don't think that activation will work. It'll make the celebrity feel like a zoo animal. That's one thing I learned about working is on the sports mm. side is like the athletes, because I know them personally, they don't want to feel like no zoo animal. Like, of course, they got contract obliga- obligations. They got to sign some autographs. But if we can do an activation where they get to kind of let their shoulders down, as I just did. Yeah, man. They'll give you so much value and be like, you'll say, hey, can you just record one more video? And, oh, yeah, boom. Because they didn't. You weren't treating them like a contract. Yeah. You were treating them as a human. So the human effect. Didn't we talk about this the last the last episode? Man, yeah. we got to get back to being human. We got to get back to being human. Yeah, this this past uh, McDonald's All American Game was uh, located in Houston. The biggest, some of the biggest names that you have seen probably uh, DJ Wagner, um, Jared McCain, who's a, a freshman at Duke. DJ Wagner's over at Kentucky. Um, I'm blanking on names. Bronny James, of course, was a part of this game. So, like, you can see the difference in, first off, they're 17. So, they didn't right. want to do much. They, they're they very, like, they're aware of social, but they also are 17 years old, like, yeah. uh, and girls. So, they kind of still move that way. But you can also see how pu- publicly they are still starting to feel that inhumane feeling like, oh, they just want me to record. So, all of our activities from an activation and experience standpoint for not only them and their families was all seen around them letting their shoulders down. I'm, we dropping fries. We got the hottest DJ. We like, we got uh, Larry Jamel uh, as the host. We have mm. Tolliver performing. Right. Um, wow. We're giving away shoes. They getting crazy gear. Like that allows them to be like, okay, but yeah. you want me to, I, I'm just going to be nasty. It doesn't feel like work. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like work. They, yeah. They feel like now the McDonald's All American game, and I'll stand on this, is like still is the premier showcase for top Absolutely. athletes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And top players that across the NBA. Yeah. You know, that, that are in the NBA and WNBA and overseas. And they know that when they come, you still got to come in war ready. Like, yo, I'm going to top, top 40, like top 48 players. Like, no, I got to be war ready to go against because everybody's paying attention. But at the same time, if you look at the content on the McDonald's All-American channel or Instagram channel, you realize, oh, they chilling. Like, they're having fun. You, you get the side of them that is hidden because there's so many cameras in their face all the time. Right. Our cameras were there to capture them in a way that they wanted to share it. And that was the strategy. Uh, shout out to the Widen team, Bodega team. They, they really lean into that. And uh, us from uh, the narrative group, experiential we definitely do that as well like right sure they are feeling legit you know um yeah. and 
man, this year I was able to get Brandon Jennings to come out to one of our activations and Janiah Barker and some other WNBA players. Like, mm. and this is nice. in a community, like, and they, yeah. you go in my stories uh, of who I am, like community is always at the key. So yeah. they're like, Marcus, do you want to do the activations for the city of Houston? Absolutely. <laughs> that's not, that's not even a question. One, I'm yeah. from Dallas, so right, like, right. Texas hat, like, right. You know, call a homie who is a videographer. I'm finna bring in, like, I literally did that. I go back to that Rolodex, like, yo, I need you here. You're the best photographer. You're the best uh, videographer. DJ, D- the DJ, like, that's the homie. I used to have her DJ, like, my alumni uh, events in, in college. Like, hey, you need to be the special guest DJ the entire weekend. Mm. Crazy. Then, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, crazy. Mark, you want to do it? Yes. So it's, it, it was, it's going back to serving the community and giving impact and driving culture in the city through now the corporate side of brand partnerships and really uh, advocating those dollars to put other people on and create spaces uh, for those individuals and communities. And that was that's something that's super important to me. Like, and I won't ever let that go at all. That's fire. Fire, bro. But one thing, one thing that you said, going back to the human the human element of it, bro. And in the back, that's where content is going to evolve to. There's not going to be, I don't think there's not going to be much of program. That's why independent content like this, and this is the reason why we're coming up with this, right? I, I, you're not going to come. You're going to come on this show exactly being you because we just, this is the, the environment. We just being us. We just shooting the shit like we would at a bar. We just press live. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But it's going to be a different conversation that you would have versus ad week. Yeah. Ad week is, one, my agency would definitely be sending me some key points and, you know? and, and but even for this, like, I let them know, like, yo, I'm going on live or I'm doing a live, like, just letting you know, because at the same time, I also am preparing myself and them for that continue. I'm visible a lot. And so I'm always preparing for that. And to move in that way, like uh, a Damon John or yep. Steve Harvey, the, who I'm super inspired by. I take on that same mindset of like, okay, you got to be prepared. Do you have your notes? Do you got your key talking points? I have everything in that same mindset. Um, but you're right, Ad, we, we be, Ad, we call me because we got, we can cook up. <laughs> yeah, we got Ad, Ad, we call us all, Ad, we. Hey, basically, tell us all. over there, man, because I know Ad, we, you know, Ad, we got the organic LinkedIn thing. You know I mean? Sh- shameless, shameless plug, shameless plug. Shameless plug. Hit us up, man. We got talent here. But here's the thing that what I love about what you all are doing and why I was super excited for being here is like, this is a LinkedIn live and the algorithm will push content like this because the algorithm, when I went to Cannes this year, I went up to someone at LinkedIn and I was like, hey, I didn't see any consumer experiences around your LinkedIn live or mm-hmm. your content, Yeah, but you want people on the platform outside of posting uh, job updates. This is how this is it's very strategic content that is centered around business and life and things that people can take away today. That's it. That is what they need. So yeah. that's why I'm like, yo, LinkedIn Live, bet. I, I hit share so many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. I love, I love LinkedIn. And that's, my, yeah. that's my thing, man. They need to yeah. see more of us, bro. Yeah. Like I went down to LinkedIn, right? And I'll share it with everybody. Like I went down to LinkedIn. That was like two weeks ago, right? You no, know, like, like a month ago, right? So okay. a bunch of black on, creators, you know, yep. a bunch of just traders in general, right? So we're in a room and they're trying to get feedback from us, right? And I'm like, I'm looking at this shit. We all looking at each other. It's like, yo, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. I just came to meet y'all to be real. You know what I'm saying? Get my picture about a LinkedIn sign. So, like, <laughs> if you guys are going to come and bring in all these minds, all this different talent in a room, 
to get feedback, you need to treat us like the talent that we are, right? Why not have the people that actually care about the platform, the people that should actually change their lives? LinkedIn changed my career, bro. Yeah, changed my career. So as passionate as I am about it, why not have me come in and tell you what exactly we need from a creative perspective? Right. What our audience is thinking? How can we actually increase engagement on different things? Like, why can't I see specific analytics on who's joining my LinkedIn live? Right. Yeah. We get 400 viewers. I can't see who the 400 viewers are. Right. What are you talking about? Right. It, it, it's it's stuff like that. Like you, as you said, LinkedIn changed your life. Like I have feel I feel the exact same. And the way I use it now is like my content. It used to be very tailored. It used to be like well, I don't want to say the wrong thing. No, nah, like if I go to an activation and I think it's dope, I'm gonna write this activation was dope. Here is why. I used to be like, oh, and it looks nah. We going. I'm going to speak like if you met me, I'm going to talk the exact same way. And it, again, it's not code switching. It's like I want to share with you my natural thoughts and my uh, raw thoughts. Uh, definitely, you know, I'm going to make sure it sounds correct. But like yeah. you're going to get my the real reaction to things. And that's what LinkedIn can be and will continue to be is a right. place for that. But they definitely have to lean into like the creator side and bring yeah. There, so. and the, the shit that pops on LinkedIn is the real. It's the shit that nobody wants to say that somebody yeah. said, and we're like, "Oh shit, you said it." You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. the one you see with five thousand yeah. likes. Well, or or not only that, or does remember what you yeah. did was the real. You yeah. came yeah. and sat on your couch, not in a suit, not scripted, and you yeah. said, "Hey man, this is what my day is like. This is what a, a you know a guy from the Bronx is going through, and look at where it got you." So yeah. it, yeah. you know, I, I agree to that. I want to take. I want to. I want to sidestep though, Marcus. All right. We hear. We hear the business shit. Right. I I love all that. (laughs) Let's get to the personal. Right. Like. So you. 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 You've done these amazing things. Right. Mm -hmm. But what does Marcus like? So this is like. I'm I'm gonna throw it out there like this. Right. Whenever you work hard for something and you achieve it, you always want to celebrate. Give yourself a little a little pat on the back and say, "Listen, I did this degree. I'm going to party. Right. Or you know, I did this. I'm gonna go buy these sneakers. So. What what is one of the things that Marcus likes to do when he like when you did the Super Bowl? Don't tell me you did the Super Bowl and you didn't buy yourself something. Don't don't tell me that. Like don't tell me like right right. Don't don't tell me you didn't go down to what is Salt Bay restaurant and spend like a thousand on a twenty fourth carat gold steak. What does Marcus like to do to celebrate his accomplishments? Because you're working hard, brother. So I want to know you know what do you like to do to celebrate? Man, um, so it, it's definitely the, the material things of uh, definitely the hats, the kicks. Okay. Um, I try a big sneaker head. Big sneaker head. Uh, I have New York made me one. You good feet out here. You gotta have good feet out here. What you wearing? Like, it's that it's taking trips. Um, yeah. And and truly, like sometimes it's resetting with with family. Like I spend a lot of t- when I get a chance, like it's spending time with my sister, okay, uh, my parents. But definitely hitting the trips. Like uh, I did a group trip in um, in May, so like and that was a big thing. Then I went off to France for Can Lion. So like nice. to use that part of celebration. Like I'm turning up. Right. We I'm gonna make sure I have a good time. Yeah. It, although I'm working, so I use different moments to celebrate. Um, and, and, and acknowledge my accomplishments. Like, and I don't, I hang my hat on them and then I keep moving. But at the same okay. time, I do celebrate. It is not anything that I take as an easy, like, oh, that was nothing. It's, those are big deals for me. Yeah. Um, and it, it's important to acknowledge that 100%. Uh, and I still do it. To this day, I'm excited about what's to come later this fall for me. 
and I'm definitely going to celebrate big at the end of the year. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. As you should. There it is. There it is. There it is. My guy. He likes the vacations. Hey, they don't hurt. I love the vacations. You know, but when you can do it for your job too. That's what I'm telling. That's what people from where we from wouldn't understand. They're like, yo, bro, you in England? You in London? You in here? When you go on a work trip, yeah, it's a work trip. Work trip hack. Uh, it, it, depending on what industry you're in. But if you have to travel for work and that is taken care of from a budget perspective, because you have to be there, always add a day for yourself. Right. Even if it's a couple hours and make your flight a little bit later so you can spend time at the pool or go out and explore or do those things or go check out a restaurant, always do that because right. like that is the only way you can continue to see the world if your if your job allows you to do that. And if it doesn't, you need to PTO. I don't understand why we be holding on to PTO. But like do yeah. those things, you know what I mean? Facts, man. It's, so it's, what, pro, it's programming. Yeah. Absolutely. So what what so for me, bro, I had that moment when I was like 26, 27, bro, when I was working for a company um before I, actually it was after con, I was working for an agency and they sent me out to um to to France, bro. Sent me out to France and I'm at the Louvre with the black card, the company black card. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, holy shit, drinking four bears outside the Louvre. Yeah. <laughs> what was that moment for you, bro? Dude, what was your favorite work trip? And well, why? My favorite work trip is probably, uh, man, it's truly been lately uh, the trips to uh, definitely Miami's trips, but Chicago as well, like okay. Chicago summer trips uh, because uh, McDonald's is there. But uh, I get to explore Chicago. I didn't really get to understand it and the negativity around Chicago during that time. Like we all know about that period, like yeah. Yeah, mindset about it. But when I get there, I'm like, wait a minute, the food is bomb. I go to the games, went to the Cubs game for the first time recently. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's adding to it's finding those moments for sure in, in the cities that you don't expect. Like I had a good time in Denver when I went like I went for Denver. I heard Denver's dope. Like Denver's cold as shit, bro. I heard it though. I was gonna ask you about Chicago, shit. bro. Did you go to Old Block? Did you do yeah, shit like that? Yeah. I'm type, I gotta go to Old Block. I gotta yeah. see this shit. Yeah. I, I was one street. <laughs> I was one street over the activations that we did for the McDonald's All American Game in Chicago. Uh, we took a like a, a food truck bus around to different cities and went to community centers. So the one of the schools was definitely in that area. I think I was like two streets over. That was close enough for me, hey, amen. Like, <laughs> I res- you know, you respect it, and you're like, okay, yeah. like, now yeah. I've seen what they're talking about, yeah. but at the same time, like, I just know, like, that's not for me. I yeah. Did, did you see the Jordan statue? Don't they got a Jordan statue in in yep. Chicago? Well, yep. Right out the United Center. Yep. Right, United. Is right. Still United? Is it? Yep. Is it still that? Did you, did yeah, you get a chance that. to see that? hundred percent. Okay. I'm, anytime, and I'm a big sports uh, fanatic, like on. Every sport so far, like except hockey, but um, anytime I can see memorable moments or that kind of like um, these places that are raised to a stature, like I go and I go check out everything from uh, definitely Staples Center or Crypto, whatever it's called now, seeing all the statues there. I've been to the, uh, what's the arena in LA that they play? They used to be the Olympics, forgot the name, but. Oh, the Coliseum? Coliseum. I've been yes. there. Like okay. I've been to a lot of places. One because of the sports work I used to do, right. but also part of my travel. I uh, add like a game to every place I go to. That's right. They got yeah. to, bro. That, that's yeah. another thing yeah. I bought out yeah. on too. Like mm-hmm. I will buy the seat that I want. Like okay, grew up with you know saying my dad. We get to the game. We up there and then. <laughs> 
my dad knew the homie, and he'd be like, "All right, we gonna we gonna finesse all the way down." So when I went when I went friends and we like buy a regular ticket, I'm like, "Man, we just finesse down, just act like you be there." And he'd be like, "No, nah, you don't do that." I'm like, "From a kid, I've been doing that." So this, <laughs> but that is something that I buy now. It's like, oh, I buy the ticket for where I want to sit. If it has club access, I'm so. I've been introduced to that through work. So like, I want that now. And if that's whatever that costs, I'm gonna get it. Like, right. and I, I need, that's part of the things I splurge on now for sure. Do you, do you save those tickets like memorabilia? Do you yeah. have like a little box or something that you- I have not every ticket, but like I have memorabilia kind of ticket things right. that- I, Got that Super Bowl ticket. I definitely okay. have a Super Bowl ticket. <laughs> you gotta have that. And I have a McDonald's All-American, my first McDonald's okay. All-American. Like okay. Got you. projects like that I, I definitely case up you know Got what you are, are you documenting all this shit as you go yeah. through it bro because as you're thinking about that like as you're at the mcdonald all-american games right yeah. 10 15 years from now when you're running the industry bro mm -hmm. what yep. is your doc gonna look like you know my what i'm saying my doc is crazy you can look at my youtube channels now my instagram channels now like that content Dope. definitely nice. is there uh my super bowl from like i did like a seven minute vlog there so definitely always capturing content uh, my coworkers, every uh, you know, they always are like, "Oh, they're gonna mark us with the content." I'm like, "Yeah, you hating?" Which they, <laughs> they just talk, you know, so they just messing with me. But like, yeah, they enjoy watching it, and they're like, "Dang, that's how you capture it." And what's crazy is that now when I do present, we at our um, at our agency, we have to do weekly presentations. Everybody has to do them. Well, my first one was a Can Lions one. And so I just took my vlogs, cut them up, and made it part of my presentation. And I, you know, told about the work that I saw, but then they saw my vlogs. And I have another one that I'm going to do in September from this year. It's going to be vlogs plus the work that I saw at Can. So, like, I make that a part of my uh, experience. But it also, I've learned that um, the, the agency values that. They value that I capture the content because they can use it for other employment resources. They, it helps uh, drive awareness for the business, right. drives awareness for the agency yeah. uh, to recruit other people. So I see yeah. it that way too, like, yo, this is Marcus on site at McDonald's All-American. Boom, and my constant goes, and I'm okay with that. Right. My yeah. oh, we're in a good place right now, and I'm yeah. glad you said that. Yeah. Now let's get real, uh -oh, bro. Uh -oh, we're in uh -oh. a good place right now, because uh -oh. you said that with the content, <laughs> and I worked for the uh -oh. same spots, bro, so I was doing like two, like over 2 million impressions a, a, a year, right? And yes. the brand would obviously, you know, share me on stuff and all that. You know, they would take, they would both take advantage of each other's visibility, right? Okay. What do you think is the value of that UGC that you're creating, right? Because you have a set salary or whatever the case may be, but you're also helping in other facets of the business. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you value that? And how, do you think you should be compensated extra for that? Um, I think that the only time that I feel like I should be compensated extra is when I get a brief to do something for them specifically. Got like, it. Okay. If, if you pay for me to fly to, like, I go to an activation next week um, for, for um, or the week after for something for work, and you're paying me to go there, you're paying me my salary, you're taking care of everything. If I shoot content and it's for me, I'll shoot content that can be like, I'll share it with the, the head of social and PR and be like, hey, you, you, yo, this is dope. I'll tag and make sure we can, we can flip it because yeah. they, in some kind of way, they are compensating me to just be with doing visibility. that work. You know what I'm saying? The visibility. Yeah. I can say that, yo, I work on right. this specific project. Dope. And that's where I'm at today. Now, will I say that in six to eight months? I don't think so. Like, I think that now I will position myself in the future um, and depending on how things go but like 
share where it's like, okay, let's do a brief or something that, and use me as a contractor. But legally, I don't know if they can do that. But yeah, they gave me a spot bonus on because, hey, you did some dope content for us that really drove the business. I bet. Like, I'll take it. But it's it's nothing for me to – today, I don't see myself raising my hand and flagging that because I don't it, – it's not necessary. Like, sometimes yeah. I just fly where I fly, you know, and, yeah. and, and take the things – I move a certain way. So like I'd rather keep valuing that than trying to jump jump on the content. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. And the only reason I ask that, bro, because it's so it's not even just the content you're producing, it's because you are you. Yeah. Right? Like straight up and down. You've got a sauce. You've got you know what I'm saying like we yeah. we are who we are, right? Like if I go to a conference, like I, I'll give you a quick, I won't give you the long story, but I'm at a conference for a company and I was in there deciding, should I go with the fucking business casual look or should I go with the Jared with the hat and the hoodie? Cause that's who people know, right? So if I go there with some fucking cognacs, they're gonna look at me like, yo, Jared, ha <laughs> you I knew that shit was fake. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't want that, right? So I went down there with Jordans and all that, everything, everything was normal. I got more traction and conversations from my fit and the drip versus what the actual product was. Cause the product, we already know what the company is. You know what we do. If you want to talk to us, you will talk to us, right? By the yeah. second day, it was a sneaker war. So like, it's the value of that and what that drives, bro. For yeah. some 21 year old to say, yo, bro, I could be at the Super Bowl. I can be at the at the NBA, I could be at the McDonald's All-Star game. That look is more important than anything. A hundred percent. I value that, those experiences and those moments in the rooms that I get to be placed in yeah. and the way my voice is valued in the space. If when I step into a room and it's time to me to address a room about uh, like, let's say we're doing, we're walking through a venue and I need to talk about a space. Everybody can, st they will stop and just look at me and listen. I value that moment and being able to, to guide us and make sure we have something dope versus like trying to get them off the content. But I know that like the moment is going to come where the content is going to drive the next opportunity in life. Like, Exactly. Yo, we saw this video. We saw this content. Tell us more. How can we partner with you? Can we come through? Like, I do consulting outside of uh, my nine to five. So, like, how can we work with you there? And all of those things are are those are opportunities. But I always um, definitely shake the hand of, of my job because they are creating that. They're giving me the the alley. Now I could yeah. just keep it, you know, chill. Just go to work, be a regular guy, send the emails, boom, and chill. No content. But that's you, not me. But you're windmilling it. And you're sitting there doing it from the free throw. Zach Levine in this thing. Yeah. You know, you're no windmill. I'm, I'm glad y'all said that because that leads into my next question. So you, here we go. We're going left. We're going left. Let's Mark, go. We're Let's going go. left, right? <laughs> so after you have now developed a name for yourself, because this happens, right? Now people know who Marcus is. They respect your work ethic. They see your content. They know where you're going. Has anybody tried to poach you yet? Has anybody, you know what I'm saying? Slid in that DM like, yo, Mark, let me take this meeting. Won't you take this meeting with your boy? Shit. <laughs> I mean, you ain't got to name names, but don't act like it doesn't happen because at, at, at that level of work, somebody Absolutely. has got to be paying attention I, to you. Eyes are always on you. Eyes always, are on you. Always, eyes are always on me. And one yeah. thing that I know from um, definitely people like a Tom Joyner and um the definitely the the high level kind of people and business people you always take a meeting if you need it if it's valuable and you can always introduce yourself that's what i do like okay. if there's a meeting that needs to be had i'm gonna introduce myself because it may come back around um 
but have I been poached yet? No, we chill. We chilling. You got <laughs> happy right now. Everything is good, man. You know, they, they right, you right, right, right. right. Like, here's the thing: like on the resume, if that still matters to people, like it says McDonald's today. Okay, and that's that's right. gold on every block. You turn around on every block. There's a there's the golden arches, right. and that's what I am standing on, and is being able to do their activations and partnerships. Like right. that's real. Like I can't. That's real communities. I'm calling community service because they have so many. They have the most real estate in the U.S. and in the world from a quick service restaurant perspective. Yeah, like being able to do to be a part of that and be a part yeah. of that family. Where, but again, Huge. call me. I'm gonna ask somebody like, "Yo, what are you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, now, I, I mean, I, you know, even in like friendly conversations, because guess what? You develop relationships with people, right? But don't think that people are not developing relationships with you. A hundred percent. Okay, are. so you know, and and look, they might know you're going to a happy hour mix or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, we get there, we laugh, get you a couple of drinks. Like, yo, Mark, man, you happy over there? Yeah. <laughs> you you know, they treating you right over there. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. We, we are socials definitely holding it down for me. Yeah. So I'm excited. That's good. Uh, no, and no, no. one thing that I value too is yeah. like my leadership is um, they keep the door open. Um, that's nice. important. That's very important. Yeah. The founder, uh, Jackie, um, before I got to the agency, she would, I would call her every day, like, cause I found out her agency ran the Travis Scott. I'm like, I heard y'all did Travis Scott. Like, how can I get on at the company? She, uh, give me the run around, hang up. And we talked about this story before too. Right. And she, I called her again. It was like, Hey, like, what's up? What's going on? Fast forward. I get on at the job and we're out one night and she's like, I didn't know if you was like really about that before I met you. I'm like, that's all right now. But now she knows and she and that's the value of our, our relationship right. and, uh, as well as uh, my, my other uh, the president of the agency, Rebecca, like they are value my conversation. They value what I bring and mm -hmm. I value that they keep the door open for me to continue to push and, and grow us, but also grow myself. Um, so that's super dope. What was the relationship yeah, like for yeah. you to be able to make the call? Right. Follow up because follow up game. Gotcha. I sent her a message. I, one day I'm gonna find this and just print it and put it on a t-shirt and wear it to a meeting. But like Dope. I reached out to her, she responded, gave me her number. I would call. She didn't, she really didn't answer that much. Um, but then eventually she did. And the turnaround time was so fast to get on at the company that I was nervous. I got I, mm. I got scared. I was and right. this is a moment of being scared mm. and hesitancy. Uh, but like I was like, man, I don't know. It's too early. They came back too fast. They get the dollar too. It, it's higher than what I expected. So, like, is it real? And at the at that time, it's like, wait a minute. You kept calling her. Why are you why are you scared now? Like, she answered and she's trying to give you the bag to come over there. Now, why are you scared? And um, definitely, she sold me on working on the McDonald's All American game. So we, we it's go time after that. Like, yeah. game I, I over. That one thing that I want to talk about too is like as an athlete going out of high school. I didn't play college basketball, um, but I still work in sports. So to those out there that like feel, all right, I didn't make it in the sports space, there's avenues. You can work in sponsorships. You can work in talent partnerships. You can do other things around the sport business and still be in the sports scene. I can go to any yeah. NBA game, okay. still have that experience uh, or NFL or Major League Soccer, WNBA and know that I built a relationship with um, talent management. I can call players talent managers today of the top 
players and pull up if I need to. I'm not, there's nothing. I, again, I go back to the relationship. Right. I don't need that, but yeah. it's, I didn't make, I didn't, now I still ball, but like I didn't go through the, the ringer of playing basketball. I went a different route and I still show up to NBA draft and working with Donovan Mitchell during his first kind of Verizon partnership. And I have a picture of that, like his first the Verizon partnership, him um, and some of the other rookies that year, like, um, what is his name? I'm forgetting it. But like, that is, that's that moment where you're like, oh, I went another route and I'm still it where I wanted to be. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Still, well, you're still in the mix. You're still I, in the mix. I Absolutely. work with the NBA. Yeah. Like, yeah. On yeah. a consistent basis, so you know what I mean. Like, come yeah. on, man, it's it's a it's other journeys, and that's right. what's great about the advertising marketing industry. But also, just trust the path that you're on right now. Right. That's okay. It, so you know, you said path. So here we go. You know, you know what's coming, right? So leadership <laughs> is leaving the door open. Leadership <laughs> is leaving the door open. They're encouraging you to be you, and not only build the company, but build yourself. Yep. You're building yourself. Now, what, what, what's, what's Marcus's mountaintop, right? Where do you see yourself? What's your five-year goal? Where do you see yourself in the next five years? What yeah. does Marcus want to be? Yeah, uh, and yeah. it's really the next uh, three, closer to that. Okay. Um, it is, one, going to be able to be a chief experience officer for okay. a, a major brand, uh, specifically in, like, the sports tech space, so being able to, to, to take um, – a brand's like focus from experiential uh, advertising, consumer experience. Like if you go to an arena, you go. Let's say you go to uh, Madison Square Garden. Like I want to be able to lead a. Let's. I'm just using them hypothetical, but like Dale's sports sponsorship space and be able to make sure that computers are involved. It's community engagement. They have experience with the players. Like all of these touch points mm-hmm. are. Uh, bringing value not only to Madison Square, New York, and to the brand, but also to the community connector that is inside there. So uh, chief mm. experience officer, definitely the next three to five years. Um, and if I don't hit that, I'll fall on something even doper because when you reach for the, the moon, the stars is right there too. So, yeah, shoot for uh, the stars, land on the cloud. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I got, I got I want to introduce you to my guest too, Brett Hyman. I'm familiar with him. He owns a company called Experience NPE. NVE. Oh yeah, I know about NVE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NVE. Yeah, so yeah. we had the owner on. That that's our guy. Yeah. When he comes oh, to New wow. York, we, yeah. when he comes to the, when he comes to New York, we're gonna rock out, bro. But yeah. I want to introduce you to him. He said something crazy about experiential, and it was just like, "Yo, yeah. create a transformative experience." I'm gonna send you the said. clip, and said. it was the, the way he broke down each experience. He was like, "Hey, it was an okay experience. Like you getting a cup of coffee is an experience, but then there's you having the best cup of coffee in your life, right? Then right. there's this, and it was the way he broke it down, bro. Like I've yeah. gotta send you that clip, and I gotta and watch this. Up. Not only did we connect with him, but he did just did an experience that uh, one of Jared's friends went to, and they did the experience. Was it the Ninja Turtle one? What, the Ninja one? Turtle. The Ninja yeah, Turtle, Turtle one, right? Yeah. So they did the Ninja Turtle experience, and one of Jared's yeah. friends, I, I love this thing. And Jared's like, yeah, I know the guy that did that. <laughs> but being able to screenshot right. and send it to right. him, like, and bro, send this it is to super him. dope. Like, and we just, sent it to we him. We just talked yeah. to you last week, and all that. Like, yeah. He was like, yo, it's super dope. But being able to have those experiences, so if anybody yeah. listening, 
like I don't know if you guys know the story of the Clarence Avon and rest in peace to the Godfather. Yeah, the Godfather, mm-hmm. he passed away, but there's yeah, so much value in being able to connect the dots. Just like right now, I'm like, yo, Marcus, I gotta introduce you to Brent. I don't know what it is, but I respect you both for know that you both know your right. shit. And if you have a conversation, something is gonna pop up. 100. I know. Do I want any credit for that? No, absolutely not. But it'll come back around. It's all about being what? genuine. Even if it doesn't pop off at this moment, with those two type of creative minds, once Just you open talk. the door, the possibility is always there. Endless. Yeah. Always. Always. And it's yes, about absolutely. making those connections. Yes. And um, because, you know, why not is, is yeah. my thing. Just real simple. Like, why not? Why not? If we know him and we know him and they both do the same thing and they're both dope, why, why not would, introduce why them to each we? other? Absolutely. But one thing, but as you as you said, and, and shout out to Andrew, man. Thanks for tuning in, bro. He said that's an awesome goal, Marcus. Yeah. As, you, as you ascend to become the C, you know, the C, chief experience officer, right? Mm. One thing that Walt said that was so real to me, he said it's on, a, on season one. He said, white men negotiate for money. Black men negotiate. No, so white no, men no. negotiate for power, for power. Black men negotiate for money. For money. Right. Yep. So that was one of the realest things. So as yeah. you ascend, just keep that in mind, brother, because you yeah, have yeah. so much value in who you are, what yeah. you bring to the table, the yeah. experiences that make you who you are, that yeah. make you more than a title, bro. And you have to bring that to the table in every step that you walk with. So I just, if you don't get anything from us, brother, yeah. just remember that in the back of your mind, the content yeah. that you're doing, the relationships yeah. you have, all that shit is a cost, man. All that shit is a value. And just make sure you, you negotiate that and make sure that you get your full value, brother, because it's a and, lot. And yeah. what's crazy is that, and I appreciate you saying that, when you asked me the question just now, I was like, that needs to be a part of whatever I decide to do. Like, that always needs to be included in there because yeah, it is a yeah. natural habitat that I go into or a natural thing that I do. Right. And again, negotiating for power. And it's less about the dollar. Like, the dollar always going to come. Like, I've been blessed. And so I'm not... It, it's there's a shift that happens there's like oh no i want more power on of something and not to abuse it but to use it again my thing my extent is community so like being able to touch more people and bring them into a brand or give them uh, more experiences like but what you said earlier i definitely heard it was like oh that's that's real bro what's the point of making three hundred thousand dollars a year in tech if it could go like that if you can't have a say in the room if you can't have say in the execution if it's not something i i believe in my heart that we're doing the right thing right what is that matter man i've I've, I've chased the the bag we all have the money the money is good but the power is hold on we're not just gonna skip over that he just said i make oh no good and and that's it like yeah three hundred thousand you get three hundred thousand and you don't have you're not being able to speak in the room Man, that's tough. Nah, it's not. No, it's it's not. It happens every single day. Yeah. It it happens every single day. There's a lot of people right now that make three hundred thousand dollars, and your job title is just not a, a decision maker. Mm. We, you know what it is, right? Yeah. You can be. There's a lot of Jared. You're in the sales field. You can't yeah. tell me that there's not a lot of people that make that kind of money that are not decision makers. You can come Absolutely. into the room and show your stats, but then you yeah. shut the fuck up. You gotta wait. I, I think it's different in, in yeah. sales. It, you, yeah. In sales, you have a little more power because you're generating the revenue. If you're in a, in a function like marketing, where it's hard to actually attach a KPI or revenue metric to right. what you do, right. it's very hard to go in the room with making three hundred thousand and say, "Hey, I believe in this." You literally kind of got to put your job on the line right. in certain yeah. scenarios. That's and what I'm saying. Do you want to do that? Some people right. are willing to. Some people are willing, and that's why it's so bland and vanilla when you get in the yeah. marketing space. That's why it's less risk taking. That's why yeah. it's bullshit ass campaigns. And when you see I, something like the Sweetie one or, yeah. or something fire, like, you know what I mean? Like the Listen, Travis Scott joint. You know, I love Cardi marketing. B, Mac, the big match yeah. they did, the yeah. offset. That's yeah. fire. Yep. Listen. Have your brother in the room Listen, like, nah, I'm gonna say something. You, you, I wanna, I, if, if I'm wrong, then you tell me right now. There have been some marketing campaigns that have changed your life. 
Like you've seen some marketing campaigns that you're like, holy shit, whoever thought of this is an absolute genius and it just changes your life. Like, so what, name, name one word, what's, what's your favorite? My favorite is the Budweiser, the Super Bowl Budweiser, Budweiser. It's classic, like the Budweiser is like, it sticks with you. Like, you know, um, the other, like shout out to Jimmy. Um, he is a, a legend in the advertising industry and really marketing yeah. in general. Um, but definitely some of the the later Gatorade as well as the LeBron, Gatorades, yeah. LeBron James training in the pool, like yeah. him yeah. bringing out it and then the Scotty Pippen. I'm not Scotty Pippen. Um, Remember they had Michael Jordan for a while, yeah. you know, Gatorade. Yeah. So I think like it's Spike Lee. Like, yeah. we, I don't even understand why people, and they do because he has his own agency, but like you've got to give a head nod to how he transforms yeah. how they tell Absolutely. stories, commercials and things like that. I think from an activation standpoint, like, it's been the like when you see experiential and you see sponsorships and you go to events like oh stay farm is the hey stay farm is the og shout out hey, to shout to marcus collins what is, what is it chris paul chris paul <laughs> chris paul i met cliff paul i just met him at can and i was like in, almost in awe i was like oh yeah what up you know what i'm saying like because yeah. he just he just put out his book and everything he's doing well, he's a beast shout yeah, out to dr dr collins and he, he created cliff paul yeah, yeah. You didn't know he created. You didn't know it. that? Yeah. Yeah, he gave us the story, but we talked. Yep. I was like, "Holy wow. shit!" Yeah, he's a beast, man. Project. Much love to that brother, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's that's his project. That is one of the yeah. probably the that is definitely top ten right now in the last I say ten years is the the State Farm run and and uh, him and Flo and Flo because yeah, we, 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 we have we have Mary Webb Mary Webb we have Mary Webb on the show and she, she created Flo she created Flo from she created Flo from Progressive it, it, yeah. it's just crazy for me bro yeah. I think one of my favorite ones mm. first of all shout out on whoever's doing the radio shit for that car commercial yo if Which God one? can't approve you nobody you like all right, what is that I never heard that one wait, wait I never heard that you. whoever that dude is for that corny ass commercial that's on the radio I never even heard that one he said yo it's some car company he's like yo if you come in here you wanted a honda you leave out with a benz we can approve it. if we can't approve you god can't <laughs> i'm ready to go to get benz right now with a 430 credit listen that, that's you know you know he used to work for major world that was major world slogan for years listen marcus you was in new york major world auto had yeah. those kind of commercials they had like five lots and they're like if you can't leave with a fucking car for major world <laughs> yeah you, 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 yeah no, listen, for, let's talk Verizon. The Can You Hear yes. Me Now? The Can, can You, you Hear Me Now was was a 10-year run. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The Can You yes. Hear Me Now was yes. was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yes. 10 years yes. easily. What's crazy is like, and this is why I think that, like, I, I like that I'm, uh, the diversity of work that I've been able to be a part of, you, you see a brand like uh, Verizon and they're super clean on how they do things mm -hmm. and, yeah, their yeah. backdrops and even if you walk into a store but that commercial and just how it was designed and set up and how they built that person they're one of the first kind of per reoccurring personality uh commercials of course um what's my guy from um subway subway yeah he's other nasty end? now he's nasty he well he is name. i'm just saying but as far, <laughs> wait 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 but as far as like a personality they personality, built him they, they built him yeah. they built him sure. um, yeah he had the He's the dad from the. I can't remember. I'm, I hate when I draw blanks on stuff. What, what's the uh, What's the campaign? You, you know the, the company. What company? 
it's like he had the car commercial before Jamie Foxx. Um, but he's all state. What's the all state guy? Um, the, the dude from Love oh. and Basketball who was, uh, yeah, yeah, the, um, he was the father, the, ar the army dude who's always the father. He talks Quincy like McCall's this, father. he talks <laughs> like this, yeah. His voice is always like this. <laughs> you think about personality, brand, commercial, yeah. he's in one, of course, yeah. Progressive Flow, Cliff. Um, Verizon, like they all too. <laughs> major world. I tell you, major world. Man, I think that's where the brands definitely have like excelled yeah. is being able to find that personality to lean yeah. in every single time. Like even the new guy, I love him to death. Um, what's his name? Um, Mr. Disaster or some shit. Uh, Mr. Mayhem. Oh. Mr. Mayhem. Yeah. No, nobody. Yo, run into mayhem like me. <laughs> you put his him lipstick him. on while you drop it. Running into cars. <laughs> Yo, the other one too, the Geico one, where you, the, you try yeah. not to be your parents. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, that the the, oh. the doctor, whatever nah. his name oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, like, they. What's crazy is yeah, you're selling insurance, yeah. right? Like yeah. they, whoever. When you think about it, and we definitely have to contribute to um, or give a nod to uh, Dr. Collins, but like taking insurance, which is so boring and boring. so, yeah. but it's you, people need it for life. Um, everybody needs insurance. I'm going to say that like to have it is a blessing. But to be able to take that and then deliver it to consumers in a way that they can take it and be um, excited or even just aware and learn about it, like the commercials have contributed at all of them progressively. Absolutely. All of those brands have- To the culture. To the culture. And you, like you said, if they walk outside and you see them and they pull up to an event and you see all of these characters in one space, you're like, oh, you from flowing. You, you know, <laughs> They have their own personality, and that's a yeah. nod to the industry 100%. Entertainment value, man. And plus, it's hard with insurance, like insurance and banking, because they're they're regulated. You got to be so specific. Like, you're briefing to be like some, you'll make something really creative that people love, and you can't say this, 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 and the third. You're like, God, what, in it, what can I say? <laughs> what can I say? What can I do? You know, and then be able to turn that out of it. But the only yeah. thing is, and the conversation we have with Mary Webb, right? Yeah. And I'm curious to get your take, bro. I know we get on 130, so, you know, we're going to wrap it up soon. But, uh, yeah. What is your take on creating something like Flow, Cliff Paul? I know as an agency, right? You you sign the brief, whatever you are, you're the AOR, you're delivering that campaign, right? right. But if I create something like Flow that gives you 20 or 100x value on what you paid, I think I should still be compensated in some sort of way and not just off of, hey, I created it. But what, what do you think, bro? Because it's I not think like that, like, when, um, and this is more into the business side, but like, I think that if an agency is able to come up with something like that, one, we got to sign the dotted line for more campaigns immediately. Right. Like, for sure. This, I think it has to be in the contract from the beginning. It to, it, I don't know if it makes it into a contract, but it, whatever it, that business lead and that um, president has to go back immediately and be like, yo, we need this. We got to turn this into a storyline. Here's how we would do it. Blah, blah, blah. And also, like, from a award standpoint like you have to give me the opportunity to go present this as an award to continue to bring value to that because agencies make dollars off winning awards so they and it's x value brought to them every time they win an award so like there has to be a two-way street like yo what's yeah. up we got to be able to do this more because imagine if they only did cliff paul one time yeah right? see yeah that but you have a great point but like for in her situation they're still working with that agency today yeah. Right. The problem is what happens when she doesn't want to work there anymore, right? So now the relationship between the CEOs, they love each other, right? But the yeah. person on the ground level who's actually executing, making sure all the 
right pieces and parts are an instinct to, to be successful, she's not getting nothing on the back end. And that's your creative intellectual property, but you sign yeah. it off when you when you go to an organization. You go to your company. And I think like is is great when companies value like the spot bonus and they create those spaces for you. But one thing that I realized that you always have to make sure that you are doing, and this is in personal brand development, is like you're not tied to one thing. Like if I created something once, I know that I can flip it again and do something else. It's just right. becoming a different rapper. And being able to recognize like who I am without being tied to a McDonald's or Verizon or these brands, like that I'm still learning that. And but I don't speak what I learned is like my conversation about it is not who I am. That's just what I do. I'm more than a title. Like I'm more than just that guy. I'm you knew you wasn't getting away without the air horn on that. <laughs> you knew you wasn't getting away with that shit. But, you know what I mean? Like being yeah. able to recognize that is key into yeah. your to going on and moving on because a chapter will close. It yeah. will end. Yes. So you have to be like, all right, bet I did that. Come up with something like that's the part of being who you are. It's like you're able to come up with things and like will I don't know if she said she didn't get compensation on flow, but like but she she does she's well off she's good in her career. Oh, it's just yeah. like the back like like a royalty or something like a perfect example. I feel what you're saying. Like that's what Pete imagine Peter Gunn saying that, right? They get zero royalties off of their biggest song. And you know what they thought probably? I could make another one. This shit is high yeah. as fish grease. Right. And sometimes you don't get that. You always you don't. that make it right, you know what well, I'm saying? I think it's it's related to the culture and the time of what you're doing. For example, right? Okay. You watched um, the movies called Air, right? Air? Yeah, Fire, Fire. Right. Yep. It's Fire, but it, it, what it brought awareness to is that his deal was unheard of. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, yep. you got the sneaker. We don't want the sneaker. The sneaker's just the sneaker till my son puts it on, right? Yep. We want residuals forever. You see that piece right there? Shout out to and Mama Jordan. Mama, for being the visionary to even ask for that and stand on it and say, if we don't get it, we're not signing with you. But and again, it was unheard of at that time, right? It's unheard of, and this goes back to what you, you said earlier. It's like, right. because there have been people in front of me that have done things like the cliff and the flow and things yeah. like that, now when I look at them, and even though I may not know the deals of their, uh, the deal points on their contracts or what they work on, I at least know, okay, mm -hmm. if I'm in the midst of creating something dope, I need to think about how I keep yep. going, how I create the new um, the new space for people that are creating right. like this in the blue water and be like, oh no, we need residuals if this Absolutely. is crazy on the business side. Like, yeah. again, that's different conversations. You gotta be prepared for them. You gotta yep. go learn. You gotta understand contracts as a lawyer. Yeah. Like, you don't need to be a lawyer, you can get one. But being able to read legal contracts and know how those things work is how you be able, you're able to do that. And we're not just taking what's in front of us. Like now I know there's something on the back end that can be made. I just got to create the, the formation for that. Gotcha. That's it, man. Gotcha. I, I know we coming up. I know I got my yeah. last question for you, bro. Yeah. Yep. Like what other advice, what advice would you give to yeah. the 21 year old version of you, bro? What, what is something yeah. that you want professionals to hear from your story or take from yeah. to, you know, to help them be successful? Man, one check that ego, um, it's going to, it's always going to climb on you and it's always going to, you know, be around, but check it and know how to use it um, and put it in perspective. Hmm. The second thing is like, when you're at a, let's say you get a gig and you're at a, a company, like always connect across and always connect up. I, mm -hmm. and what I'm saying by that is like, if you check my calendar right now, they'll, it'll say Marcus and ex-employee bi-weekly. And I don't do, you know, I just get on, we chop it up, we talk, 
but I'm building trust in relationships because there's going to be a moment in a pivotal presentation that I got to be, I got to say something that you got to back me up on, or I need you to do something at a late hour. Like right now it's seven twelve. If some of the people that I work with on a consistent basis call me right now and be like, Marcus, we, we need you to do something. Bet, because we built this relationship. Right. So uh, creating this line of communication, especially in a remote first space of biweeklies and make them valuable. And it's okay to cancel them, but put them on a calendars. And what I've done is also change the name. Like I don't say connect. I got one coworker, we call it plug talk. I got another coworker, we call it like, um, just checking the vibes. Um, and it, you know, I'm like, I create yeah. that. Gotcha. So now, even when we I, uh, travel into New York, I go to the office and they're there. We got to immediately, we have a, a connection there that we've continued to build on. Gotcha. So those things are super important. And I do it with my leadership team, like so, monthly. Gotcha. Now it's hard to get on their calendar. If they move it, they move it, but I'm on there and they see, Oh, I got a meeting with Marcus today for 30 minutes or 25 minutes as a check-in. I give a share an idea or something, or just ask about their regular life. That's that's trust, and I give that away because you can't take that from me. Like tomorrow, they're not going to be like, "Oh, we don't want to meet with you." But the people that are trying to figure out how to move fast in a company, it's the simple things like that that no one else is doing because it's all about conversations and learning how to push through awkward. School, school is in session. That- <laughs> You know, that, that was the eighth period bell right there. <laughs> Wait, baby. I got, I, so I got one more for you, Mark. I got one more for you, right? Um, so you, and this is a little personal, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, we, but we stand on this, so I just want to know your point on it, right? We believe in building generational wealth. So you came from a mother-father environment. They raised you, and you're doing well. Um, are you a family man now? What's your thoughts on, you know, having a family if you're not a family man now? When does Marcus settle down and start that if you're not a family man now? I'm not a family man now, but okay. it's definitely a vision that I have for okay. myself. Um, and also realizing what it takes to in preparation to make that happen. Um, and why it's, what, what I'm saying is basically like the journey in New York and then the journey here to D.C., like those are things that are going to, equip me to be prepared to have a family and it's super important for me like because the world the way the world is set up i need to, i have to be able be readily available for my family right. and, meaning like yeah. you know is it pta thursdays yeah gotta be pta club dad like yeah right. <laughs> facts right. right right i'm at the soccer games like yeah. i'm there i'm present i'm bringing value i'm home at seven o'clock six o'clock for right. dinner uh, because that's what I saw. And, uh, but I also realized that I have to be able to um, have my partner be able to balance things yes. off each other. There are going to be moments where he is, yeah. um, you know, she's required to be heavily at work and that I'm uh, focused to be at home. And I need a job and a career that I'm able to, to do that. And I have that right now. Right. So that, that's super valuable to me is being able to uh, move around like that from a work standpoint. So I love it. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, and I bring I bring it up because yeah. you. I have to say this to you, right? Um, you have too much knowledge to let it go to waste. 
Yeah. You have too much experience to let it go to waste. You know what I mean? Yeah. The way that we pass on our life experiences and help our culture grow is through, genera through generational wealth building, right? Yeah. Pass it on to your seed. And if you don't, then maybe you got a little cousin or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, yeah. or a niece, niece or somebody, yeah. somebody, Marcus, somebody needs to benefit from the things that you have done because they are looking for that mentor that you had when you were eight years old. You know, like life is always a cycle, man. Yes, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. too, like one, and I said it earlier, but like my friends that uh, they have children, like when it's back to school or whatever, like I when I call, if I call a friend and uh, the friends I was in college and they had like kids at that time, like I can, I still see them and now, now they're in their juniors or freshmen. It's like, yeah. oh, man, do I need to contribute to a, one of their programs or here's go, here go your money for Christmas. Like I'm that kind of person because uh, my sister doesn't have kids at this time either. So that is how I, I build out. But at the same time, like definitely generational wealth. Uh, um, if I'm blessed to have children, that is, that's definitely something I will super be super focused on and aware of and present. Awesome. Absolutely, Amazing. man. I said that my boy's outside. <laughs> I, <laughs> see, I, I, so hold on, hold on. See, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to get you in trouble. It might be somebody watching. It's like, what you mean you outside? Look, because look, because DC got couches too. Goddamn it! <laughs> I go outside for entertainment of sports, music, <laughs> the political <laughs> answer. I'm a god fearing man. We appreciated you, Mark. Yeah. Well, listen, let the people know where they can find you, man, because, um, you know, yeah. like I said, you have just way too much knowledge um, and, and education and, and experience to let this go away. Let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, man, across all socials, yeah. Marcus D. Gilmore uh, on Instagram, YouTube. You can find me. I post a lot of content there. Uh, LinkedIn, don't, you know, reach out, send me a message, connect with me on there. Um, and, and that's where I am across everything. Except on TikTok. Um, I kick moons on TikTok because I messed up my branding there and I can't it. <laughs> it is It is what it is. Marcus, I, Marcus, reach out to whoever got your name and throw them the bag and listen, hey. you do a little, little something to get that name back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, uh, yeah man, yeah. definitely on socials and definitely reach out to me there. And my email is present as well. Um, I'll be taking consulting clients in the, in the new uh, new year in 2024. Right now it's closed off. I already have my clients for the for the fall, but uh, those brands that are looking for that opportunity and consulting moments, like I'm there as well. There you no, have it. No, there bro, you have no, it. Man, I just want to tell you, man, brother yeah. to brother, man. I, I, like I said, I'm a fan of yours, brother, and I appreciate everything yeah. that you're doing for the space, for the culture. Yeah. Um, I see you doing great things in the future, brother, and I'm gonna extend the invite that we do everybody, brother. When you yep. come back to New York City. You yeah. Texas, whatever you want to do, we got you. Nah, he's not. He's not. Eat. Nah, we're not going to eat. We're going to West Fourth, or we're going to Rucker Park. Oh, and no, I got. I got to see some. I got to. Wait, hold on. Pause. 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 He paused. Yeah. I said pause, nigga. There you go. <laughs> I gotta see oh, nothing. So what's crazy is that their show, like, believe it or not, is really dope like yeah, bro, it's gonna yeah, be crazy yeah and three and, years from now it's gonna take yeah, over espn uh, yeah no no absolutely they're gonna dominate there will be a segment where they're like cut together yeah. maze like wow. yeah yeah bro what i love about a lot of the music and artists how you see gilly the kid uh gilly yeah. gilly, gilly. 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 Now, gilly's going crazy oh, yeah. gilly's oh going crazy yeah they go crazy yeah, gilly like, goes crazy this saturday i'm gonna go to uh the big three that it's here 
in a uh, DC championship. Ice, Ice-T's thing, right? No, Ice, uh, Ice Cube, Ice Cube, Ice Cube, yep. Ice Cube. Yep. That's how I'm going to go, and Gilly is actually playing in the celebrity game. Uh, okay. Dope. So I'm difficult to see that's that. That's dope. That's dope, man. Shout shout to Gillian. Yeah. Shout to all the creators that's moving the culture forward. Shout out yeah, to the man. people that, that had a certain career and wasn't afraid to pivot and, yeah. and, and, and excel. And I love to see that shit, yeah. man. So th- shout out to all of y'all because y'all inspired me. Yeah. Shout out to Earn Your Leisure, Joey, all of y'all, man. Yeah. And shout out to you, brother. Like I said, yeah. I want to see more of you, man. We're going to yeah. rock out, man. But yeah. like we're fans. Anything we could do to help you, we're on yeah. deck. Shout out to everybody in the chats, man. Y'all yeah. see y'all rocking out, man. Shout out to yeah. Andrew. Shout out to Sophie. Shout out to everybody on the YouTube. Sorry, you know, we can't see you. Shout out to Hayes. Yeah. And you already know, next week, and y'all listen, we got a great episode. What's up? What, I was about to say, don't forget about next week. Don't forget about Oh, next about week. Next no, week. We, we got we got, we got, got yeah. my board. We got we got from Math Hoffa's Expert Opinion Show. We Let's got co-host it. Champ coming through. Champ it's is coming through. Listen, our first live, uh, what do you call it, interview? interview. Yeah, live. Our first live show, live in person part. Champ from uh, Expert Opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to see how that works. Hey, listen, Marcus, I want want to salute you, man, because, um, again. Where's that live show at? Um, We're going to be downtown. It's going to be in the studio. Yeah, we're doing it from a studio on, uh, we got one on 39th. give it a different look for this, but it's still going to launch like this. Yeah, but um, I just want to tell you this, man, because um, even though you didn't say the, the, the word, the work ethic, the hard work, you continually saying that you started over, started over, started over from interns and worked your way up, it reinforces the hard work ethic. Hard work pays off, right? Hard work beats talent every, every single day. day. And I'm day. glad that you, that you reiterated that so many times because there's so many people that are so talented that, that are going to listen to your message and you're going to inspire them to keep moving forward. So I just want to salute you for that, brother. It, we appreciate, appreciate you. Love, man. Yes, sir. That, man. You already know, yeah. man. Shout out to everybody on the check-in. We're going to yep. see y'all next week, man. Thank you for another great it's episode. my birthday, baby. We oh, going to oh, drink. Oh, oh, oh. Happy birthday, homie. For me? Yeah. Happy birthday, homeboy, for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 44, man. Man, wow. I'm 44, man. That's my yes. bro. That's my guy. 44, Salute. and I'm, and I'm, ble- and I'm blessed to be here, um, because they said a lot of people said I wouldn't make it to 18. Mm. That, man. that was that was nickname actually was, no name was bad Chad. Bad Chad, yeah. It was a running bad. bet. Yeah, it was a running bet. I, mm. I wouldn't make it to C18, so. You know, um, now, bro. yeah, bir- now, birthdays, birthdays to me is, is like bonuses. <laughs> yeah, we're in trouble, man. And we outside tonight, so we outside. outside tonight. Show us love, like y'all normally. And if do, I'm stumbling, way. and if I'm stumbling, and if I'm drunk, I'm, I'm telling you right now, you might see me drunk. You might see Jared drunk. Oh, and if you see, wait, 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 <laughs> and you might see us drunk, and you might see this face. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, we like to thank our fans for coming out. This has been another episode of More Than the Title. Marcus, we coming down to D.C. in about two weeks, brother. I'm definitely going to link up with you, even if we shoot shoot something around, need some content. I need to see if you got it. I ain't going to... Pause, 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 pause. Pause, pause. And we're going to end it up. We're going to end it up for now. We out of here. We out of here.